Welcome to the Pineapple Couch with B Rob. Today is Wednesday, February 17th, and this is episode 81 of the Pineapple Couch with B Rob. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe if you haven't. Tell your friends. We're having a good time here on the Pineapple Couch. Got a great episode for you folks today. Going to start it off with some NBA, NFL, and some random segments with Josh and Andrew. Um, we're going to be just introducing this new type of style of format, the way we're going to be talking about things now that football is over. And then later on in the program, please stay and listen to Peter Gonzalez and I as we break down WandaVision Episode 6 and give some theories for how this crazy season may end. And I will say now, spoiler warning, if you have not watched the show, you need to catch up and then go listen to that. <clears throat> so, let's get started today. I got uh, Big Dog and Josh. Big Dog, how you doing, my friend? Great. Doing great. Josh? Yeah, awesome. We're, we're great today. That's good vibes all around. <laughs> um, so, we got 10, we got like 12 topics we're going to get to today. Um, and just kind of go through them. We're going to do this every week. It'll be like the 10 or so biggest stories along with like a would you rather and some other funny shit. So first thing I want to talk about would be Ben Simmons and the 76ers. 76ers are off to a great start this year, mainly thought of as because of Joel Embiid. I will say Ben Simmons has been an absolute monster on the defensive end. The other night, I believe he had 42, 12 and nine in a loss to the Jazz, who we'll talk about later. Uh, my question for you guys is it's been kind of trending on Twitter this week. Uh, we got a tweet here where someone says, let, I'll, let me read it, folks. Let me pull it up here. Why is this taking so long? All right. Well, basically, I can't pull it up. But um, do you have it, Josh? I Yeah, I got it. That's read what I was it. just about to say. Yeah, so somebody got went viral. It's a verified account, too. Uh, guards I'd rather have than Ben Simmons, and it's a long list. Do you want me to read off every name? Yes. Cause, okay. Dame, Drew, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Kyrie, De'Aaron Fox, Chris Paul, Colin Sexton. That That's ridiculous. Ja Morant, Kyle Lowry, Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, Lonzo and LaMelo. That, Lonzo's tough. I don't, how do you have Lonzo? Lonzo does the same shit Ben Simmons does, but like worse, worse in every way. Uh, Kemba, Devontae Graham, also having a terrible season. Dejounte Murray, Malcolm Brogdon, and Mike Conley, and etc. It's an egregiously bad take. You don't watch basketball if you think Lonzo Ball is better than Ben Simmons. Exactly. I, I like the Ball, only, Lonzo, but Jesus, I do too. I do too. But Ben Simmons is a better defender. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree like with a, like the first like six names, but exactly. after that, yeah, I mean, it's like, like he's yeah. not that he's not like the twenty second best player or point guard in the league. Oh no, that's so yeah. He's, we'll talk about that. The reason I bring this up, guys, can the Sixers win a title this season with Ben Simmons as their point guard? Absolutely, I I, I think so, one hundred percent. He can guard their best player uh, on the opposing team every fucking night. Uh, they're, they're a matchup nightmare, too, offensively. You need two bigs, honestly, mm -hmm. to stop Ben and uh, Embiid. And I think, honestly, that they should maybe try to take turns running the offense a little bit because I think they still are slowing each other down a little bit. And that's not like a, a, a new take or anything. But mm -hmm. you see, the game that Embiid misses against the Jazz, Ben Simmons goes off for 42 in, in a season that he's been called... Um, 
uh, not what's the word I'm thinking? He just hasn't been aggressive Bust. offensively. Oh, passive he is yeah. He's been very passive offensively this season, but it's because they don't need him. They're running the, all their offensive mm-hmm. plays through Embiid, and he's been amazing. Lights in. Frankly, I mean, Tobias Harris has been great too. Also, as well, he's mm-hmm. probably arguably the third best offensive player on the team, but I still think he has the potential to be the top ten offensive player in the league. Period. Mm-hmm. If they crafted something around him, so yeah, absolutely. I think the talent can overwhelm still. They're, they're still a young team, I think, is what people forget. For, despite all their failures, those guys are still... I mean, Embiid's, I guess, 27 now, but Simmons is only, like, 24. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they still got a lot of years left, and, and really only the year with Butler, I think, is the only real shot, I think, at the title so far. And they, they were a Game 7 Kawhi shot from mm-hmm. arguably making the finals if they could have overcame Milwaukee, which I think they could have. Andrew, as a Bucks fan, does Ben... Do you believe Ben Simmons can beat the Bucks and go win so, a championship? I only have – it's going to be three teams. It's the Lakers or Clippers, depending on what Anthony Davis does, if he comes back, how soon. And then it's the Nets are going to make it no matter what. I am fully convinced. I was talking to you earlier. I watched the game yesterday. James Harden won without Kyrie Irving, won without KD. They were down by 20 or 30 points. So a good and Suns he team. just – and the Suns are a good team. Chris Paul, I mean, they're good. And he just had this three at the end of the game where it was just the absolute dagger and he stares you in the face and it was so awesome. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone's going to stop him when they're all three there. So you don't even think it matters? Ben's I don't think it matters at all. I think it's a three-team is... race right now. I don't okay. think – I mean, that would, I actually – well, we'll get to it with our yeah. next mm-hmm. segment. Okay, uh, next topic I want to talk about, guys, would be the best fit for Andre Drummond. The Pistons recently announced basically – or excuse me, the Cavaliers just announced – that he basically is not going to be playing as they look for uh, trade options for him. And so I would like, I'll throw out where I think the best place for uh, Drummond to go, and then I'll go to you guys. I think the fit for Drummond is Dallas. I think you send him to, because Kristaps is not what you want him to do. This dude will get rebounds, be a good rim protector, put him with Luka in that pick and roll. I've been I I don't know I was low on Andre Drummond at a point but I do think he could be a big asset to this Dallas team and I like him as a fit there. Uh, Josh, where are you thinking? Yeah, so the problem is with Drummond is he's making thirty million dollars a year and that eliminates a lot of the fucking teams that would want a talent like him in 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 that process. The dream destination is absolutely Brooklyn like is the thing they but the problem is they can't afford him they have to rely on a buyout here and. The market might be there for Drummond potentially. The problem is, is trade stocks have trade talks have been potentially just kind of done and dead for for most things, non-starters, because the Raptors were the only team so far that have been listed. And once they started asking for Kyle Lowry, it pretty much got shut down because that's mm-hmm. the only way they could also afford that. So the dream destination is Brooklyn. They need a big, and if they can convert him into a um, a rim running center that doesn't post up anymore. I, I Brooklyn immediately I think becomes the best team in the league. I mean I think they already are among the top three, like Andrew was saying. But I think immediately with Drummond there, uh, just d- defensive anchor potentially, just locked in and just as a Clint Capella type, I think that team is fucking scary. Um, but uh, to go on your point, I think Dallas is the most realistic if they wanted to get a trade in there for a team that's buying and uh, can afford that contract with Luka mm-hmm. on a rookie deal. Big Doug. So the two teams I would 
potentially the Blazers with Lillard and McCollum if they can make that like happen. That. And then, you know, obviously the contract probably takes away. But if he went to the Warriors this year, I think that would help a lot. If he would, if he played with Seth, I think that would mm-hmm. be a great I th- thing to have. I think if they didn't have Wiseman, the Warriors would totally be in the market for him. But I think because of how much you have to pay, wait, he was the he was the second pick, right? Yeah, I lose him. Yeah, I think of how yeah. much you have to pay. It probably wouldn't work out, especially with basically. I mean, what they have twenty five million on the books this year, dead because of Clay. I mean, obviously what about not the Clay's Blazers ball, though? How Blazers, is I that? really like. I really like that option. I've wanted the Blazers to go after Kevin Love for forever. I've, I think Drummond would be a great fit there. Um, it would just be tough in terms of like how are they going to match that salary in terms of what they trade to Cleveland? So, I mean, does that involve, like, sending Nurkic away? But if you're Cleveland, you have Jared Allen. Do you want Nurkic? But in terms of just straight fit, yeah, I mean, I like Drummond in um, Portland. I think that would be cool. One thing I want you guys to think about, what about the Celtics? Um, they you have to trade they have Thies right good. now. Is their guy? Daniel Thies. They got Daniel Thies. Tice. Yeah. Yeah. Tice. Tice. Yeah. Tice. Uh, yeah, and Tristan Thompson has been kind of a bust Ass. for them, it looks like, which has been mm-hmm. kind of a shame. I I was super high. I, we were both super high, Brian, on, mm-hmm. on Tristan I Thompson. I thought that would be a good fit. And he's he's unplayable uh, for, as far as they, they view him as. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true, but I, I just think defensively he's not there at all, what they thought they were going to get. So the um, Celtics would have to get rid of Kemba? Or... I think to make the salary work, it would it would probably have to include Kemba, which might not be a bad thing at this point, which kind of sucks. But, like, again, I don't what, know if Cleveland do you, wants Could you Kemba. trade Kemba for Garland and uh, Drummond? I don't think they would give up on Garland. He's a second-year player still, and I, I think yeah. he's he's had flashes. I watched him play the Clippers. He, he missed, Kemba's like, two shots. Kemba's been playing a little better of late, though, so... He has the the last uh, the last two games have been pretty promising, but the uh, the Celtics have been on a, a free fucking, fall. Yeah, they they've been absolutely terrible since I, I don't know what it is if it's COVID or or just uh, the the offense just isn't clicking with Kemba coming back and Jalen lack Brown of emerging defensively and lack of effort too. Yeah, uh, the the rim protector is a huge problem and that's a big hole in the Celtics. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we were just talking before the pod about how, and and this has been the take I think everywhere is how how dumb it is in retrospect to not pick up Miles Turner in that game, yeah. Gordon Hayward deal. But I mean, but nobody saw. It. Maybe this is the. It's like th- that's maybe what got the uh, the effort out of Miles Turner was being in these trade talks and not being mm-hmm. wanted by anybody. So I mean, it's all it's all retrospective bullshit. Yeah. So. Okay. Whatever. Let's go to our next topic, guys. <clears throat> Does Blake Griffin have anything left? Uh, the Pistons are looking to trade him. I personally am a giant fan of Blake Griffin. Uh, incredibly fun to watch player. Seems like an A-plus dude. Super funny. <clears throat> he was unbelievable, and he's just been kind of cut short by injuries, obviously. And he was, again, one of the most exciting players to watch in the last 10, 15 years. Um, First jersey with- for me. Nice, also, nice. Actually. Dealt with a injury after injury. Um, last time he dunked in a game was 2019. Is there a trade market for Blake Griffin? Does he get bought out? If so, where does he go? Josh, you're shaking your head. Let's talk about it. 
No, there, there's absolutely he's got he's got two years left is is the problem on his deal. Um, and and it really sucks because arguably at that point I don't even know if he was worth max money when he signed this deal. He kind of got he got fucked over by the Clippers majorly because they traded oh, yeah. him a year into the deal. Uh, so sorry about that, Blake. You 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 did deserve better. Um, the problem is of course the athleticism's gone, and that was one of his biggest draws. Plus the shooting's gone as well and that's that's the thing is that's what would have elongated his career a little bit more is Mm -hmm. uh is the shooting and the shooting he's shooting i think under like 33 uh, under 30 percent i'd have to look at the numbers um but he i just don't see a team trading for him with a 30 million dollar uh uh contract this year and a player option next year for that he he's gonna have to get bought out if they want to get rid of him or Mm -hmm. if any team wants him and I, I don't even know like what title team to intending team really wants him because the skill set's a little not. You don't like think we, he could be a, like a good role player as an older vet on a championship team, big dog. What if like two t- like what if he went back to the Suns with CP3? I don't know if they like hate each other, but what if no, he was like there? Like they hate each other. They, okay, they what about the other. Nets? They're like what if? But they can't. Once again, it's thirty million dollars. But I mean, they, if they a role need, player let's like live that, in a world where he's gonna get bought out. Like the Nets would be awesome. Yeah, Nets would be cool. I he's see. he's a good facilitator still. The passing's still there. He's got a great touch still. Miami so I mean, maybe cool. that's what that needs. Miami would be awesome. Uh, it's get rid of that Kelly Olynyk role like completely because mm-hmm. Kelly Olynyk sucks and Blake Griffin's probably about the same level of shooter. Uh, defense is just not there either though. He's not he's not a great defender anymore. But maybe at like twenty minutes a night or something, maybe he can still lock in and give enough effort to be. Well, what about uh, the, good enough. What about the Trailblazers? I like that. They they need a four still. They they haven't found their four, but I, I also you know I kind of like their small the lineups too. Mavericks would be interesting. I think, I, I like I, the idea. I'm asking all this because I don't think. I mean, yes, I do not think we're going to be seeing All Star Blake Griffin probably again. That's an easy take, but I I could see him being valuable as a role player somewhere because I do think that. I think he could become a good shooter again. He did. He was. And yet, the athleticism is not going to be there. But Blake Griffin always struck me as a very smart basketball player. He's an incredible passer. Um, so, I don't think it's over. I think he could find himself a nice role somewhere else. Obviously not what he was, but I'm optimistic. Josh, it sounds like you're n- – What do you think there's anything left? No, there still is. It's just – I I just don't know if I want to – The problem is, is – you have to play him as like a three, I think, is is maybe the problem, and I don't think the no, league you can play is... him as a four. I don't play know five. The, the problem is, is he can't. He could probably play the four. All right, that's fair. The five, I don't know about. I don't think he can go up against. He's gonna have to play a small ball five against another small ball five. Yeah. Is is the problem, which it could happen, but I think a lot of these teams are having rim protectors now. Is is mm-hmm. the thing? But you're right. You know what? I like. I think Brooklyn as like a, the Jeff Green type because I think Jeff Green has been way better than DeAndre Jordan in the mm-hmm. amount of minutes they've played. Um, I, I do like that, or maybe even Lakers too potentially, just as like the Marcus Morris. As a fuck you Mar- to the Clippers. Mar- he's not. Yeah, exactly. On top of that, yeah, I think he still ha- is a little bitter about the the trade. So I think there's another spiteful ex Clipper potentially going to LA. Like I said, just taking the Markeith Morris role. I mean, that's what Andrew. you're looking at is the eighth or ninth guy. Is there anything left? For Blake Griffin. Blake. Yeah. I think like a role player. I think he could the right. He could be a good chemistry guy, and they could be fine, play 20, 25 minutes a game. 
Okay, I'm on the same page. Next topic, Josh, you mentioned L.A., the Lakers, dealing with Anthony Davis dealing with an Achilles injury. Um, he's going to be sitting out for a few weeks. If I'm the Lakers, I play this as safe as freaking possible. I would sit him basically until the playoffs if I could. Um, Andrew, I'm curious what your take on this, on what the Lakers yeah. should do. I would sit him until the Western Conference Finals if they have to. I mean, do whatever <laughs> they have to do to make sure he's ready when you need him. Mm-hmm. It's simple as that. They're, they're going for rings. This, that yeah. is it. Josh, it seems kind of crazy that they knew he was had a sore Achilles and they had him play, don't you think? Yeah, that's that's the other thing too is I they should have really had him on a minute restriction. Uh, yeah, give him two weeks off. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. You got to be super careful and and maybe you know what uh, conspiracy theory here. LeBron uh, made him play. And that's that's the him. thing is he he wants the MVP is the thing. So he wants to build up his case a little bit more. That's 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 a conspiracy theory. Interesting. Yeah, but I think conspiracy see, theory. The LeBron hurt uh, <laughs> Anthony Davis. Achilles, Anthony Davis so Achilles, so he can get yeah. it, and then just in time for playoffs. That's a conspiracy he theory. Knees, he Fuck bumped LeBron. knees with Jokic, wasn't it? Something like that, right? I, I watched the game, and I can't remember what player actually did it. It was like a I, weird thing. I think it was I yeah, it, it was a little freaky. Um, a little, a little. But too he's freaky. always had that type of like ticky tack injury. On a serious note, he has. he's always had these like type of things. So we'll be monitoring that. I think we're on the same page. You sit him as long as you possibly can. Um, Josh. John Collins, trade destinations. Mm-hmm. What are you thinking? Yeah, so that's the thing is he's uh, him and Trey Young have had some uh, spats on and off the court a little bit where they haven't they been getting each along. Other in film rooms and stuff. Yeah, that's that's fucking wild to me. And uh, I forgot who Clint Capella was the guy to break up the fight, which is just hilarious to me. Like I don't know why it's just it's so funny. I think John um, Collins would win that one. So just to just to give you the the he's I don't know he's a little he's 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 not very aggressive defensively so maybe maybe Trey Young's a little I don't know he looks scrappy. Like no, Trey anyways, Young's an aggressive yeah, defensively. Yeah, that's either. that's a good point. That's Trey Young. Let me just point. quickly just chime in and say Trey Young's the yeah. worst defensive player I've seen in my life watching basketball. That's that's a fair point. It very mo- well could be. Uh, no, no, but it, it's not like it very well. It is. He is. It's a fact. That is a there's fact. some pr- the, like Isaiah Thomas. There's some no. peak Isaiah Thomas moments where I was like, "Fuck, no. dude." I mean, dude, Trey Young is. But I don't think it's Isaiah Thomas's fault. He he's like five foot eight or whatever. So I mean, it's it's not it's not. How tall is Trey Young? Like five nine? No, he's like six. six what what do they two, say? He's what is he listed six, at? He's listed at like six one, six two. I oh, think. Okay, he's five ten. Yeah, yeah, um definitely. Sure give fun. the backstory on the on the John Collins thing is they denied him a contract max contract extension at the uh extension deadline. He's an expiring uh restricted free agent this year. Um if they want to get anything out of him cuz I don't know what the fuck Atlanta is doing this year is the thing is they 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 suck. Spent, they spent big money on on a lot of like older role players that are decent and they just they still suck. Exactly. Um I so I I I'd like to see him get traded a little bit i just think he needs a different team and i was thinking okc maybe actually is, is the destination of mine maybe that they just unload a little bit of their picks and just take on a very young guy just Paramount to develop him alongside yeah just because i think he's a good good guy for shea to play with he's he's a good spacer terrible defender but maybe that's something you can work on uh, I that's that's my take is just OKC I think just has to like buy low on a ton of these guys that these mm-hmm. distressed assets every now and then and just just because all these picks are not going to be valuable in the end they're going to be later 20 20th picks probably and mm-hmm. those aren't going to hit as well as like for sure things so maybe just throwing like two first round picks for John Collins there 
That's my. I don't know if opinion. I'd give up two first round picks for John Collins though. But like you're you're talking about like like um, a Clippers pick when they still have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and maybe a um, like a Rocket pick when they get better or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This season it looks like the Rockets pick is going to be pretty fucking good though. Yeah, which is scary. Um, okay. Let's go to our next topic here. We got a, a sadder topic. Just a, a rest in peace to Vincent Jackson. Um, he was found dead in a hotel room at the age of 38 years old. I read today it was, uh, I think it was alcohol poisoning related. Uh, Andrew, he was the best wide receiver on the Chargers when we grew up. He was 6'5". He, he was unbelievable. The like videos you're seeing is like, I forgot, how, and, I forgot how fuck affected the play action Phil could do. He did play action. It was every time the it was the first play, yards. play fake, 65-yard bomb every single time. Vincent Jackson was, uh, he had some struggles throughout his career, obviously, but, um, after his career, he was very involved with, like, um, helping the army, charity, like that sort of stuff. Both his parents were uh, military personnel. And, yeah, so I just bring this up. It sucks. Uh, it's so sad. He was young. He was, uh, a staple of Chargers football growing up and, um, rest in peace, thoughts and prayers to his family and, uh. We'll be, we'll miss you, Vincent Jackson. Absolutely. Okay. On another note in the world of football, JJ Watt has, I guess, the Texans and him just essentially agreed to mutually part ways. Um, when you're thinking about where should JJ Watt go, obviously a lot of people are screaming Pittsburgh to join his brothers, but lately there has been a push from the Browns. People have been saying the Packers because he's from Wisconsin. Um, I've seen the 49ers as well. Big dog. Where do you think J.J. Watt will land? Also, DeAndre Hopkins was trying to get him to come to Arizona. Where are you thinking, big dog? I I know, I just think the Packers. I don't know why. I just think he would go to the Packers, of course, if Aaron Rodgers stays there. But I also think Aaron Rodgers, if he were to leave, he's going to the Saints to replace Drew Brees. That is my no. take. Wow. If Aaron Rodgers to leave, he's going to go to the Saints. Interesting. That is an interesting game. I would say maybe 49ers a little bit, but I, I could see the Saints. I can see the Saints because I just I think I think the Saints. Okay, Josh, where are you thinking? Um, So this is, the thing about like J.J. Watt and also Von Miller was just announced too that he might be a free agent as well. Uh, I'd, I'd want to go somewhere that – already has like a dominant pass rusher honestly like i'd be tired of getting double teamed and triple teamed that's why the browns Um, are an option exactly that and that's that's why i like the most but honestly i I don't really want to stay in the afc if as long as patrick mahomes is there so i'm thinking nfc i'm thinking the rams honestly is probably the best fit for him to play alongside aaron donald would be awesome because you can't double team them both off of blitz it's ridiculous the problem Mm -hmm. is i don't think he does it because i think it just perceives soft because he has some beef with Aaron Donald that's relatively unspoken. Yeah, I know that. he 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 met, uh, made some comments about how TJ should have won Defensive Player of the Year, like I guess like mm-hmm. last week, which he probably should have. But like, and that's why I just don't think he would do it because they've been the best two defensive players of the last ten mm-hmm. years, arguably JJ and uh, Aaron Donald. But I I think the Rams would be awesome because I think they're the I, they're the up and coming super team. They got to land one more guy. I think on defense would be fucking mm-hmm. awesome. I would say I like both those options. I think I really think he's going to go to Pittsburgh and play with his brothers. 
I this just, just seems like a very JJ Watt move to do. To I a agree, big family guy. I and I think yeah. that I mean pair him with his brother on that defensive line. He's gonna not be double teamed. Um, so I I think that he goes. I I think it's Steelers or Packers. I like the Rams idea. I didn't think of that, but I think he's either going to play with his brothers or going home. Yeah. Just think about like about the Texans. I mean, they're gonna lose to Sean Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, and JJ Watt in a year. Where do you go, guys? It's well, you know, they also lost uh, James Harden, Russell West, and James Harden, Russell West, and George Springer. Oh, what's going on? It's all because of the Astros. It is the Astros' fault. The Astros cursed the city of Houston for cheating. Like that, this is a hundred percent a sports curse. I'm a hundred percent confident that that's what happened. Think about it. You're right. They cheated the sports gods, and now the sports gods are. They lost James Harden, Westbrook, Watt, Watson, and Hopkins. It's pretty sad. These are five (laughs) superstars. I mean, yeah, don't cheat in baseball. Super superstars. Um, Okay, next thing I want to talk about, guys, is the NBA MVP power rankings. Um, And so I just, each of us uh, will give a maybe one or two of the people we're looking at in this MVP race. For me, um, I love Curry. I don't know if I would put him at number one. I'm not saying that, but the, the, the season he has been having and um, with obviously no clay, I think the Warriors are going to be a playoff team. So I do love Steph Curry if they can continue, if they can leave the 500 record they've been around, because I believe they're like 14 and 12 right now, maybe 15 and 13, not 100% sure. But um, I like Curry as an MVP candidate this year a lot. My second one, I was going to say Kevin Durant, but guys, he's missed 10 games already, which is starting to get me a little worried. Um, so I will throw I'll throw this out there for you. I'll, I'll extend a, a rose or a handshake to a listener of the program who I often beef with. If Damian Lillard can get the Blazers a top four seed in the West with C.J. McCollum missing a lot of time, I think Damian Lillard is a damn good MVP candidate. Did you hear that, Joe? I think he's a damn good one. Because I'm saying that because if he can get in that top four, I am i don't think Curry's going to be able to get to the Warriors at the top four of that West. And I think Curry will have better stats than Lillard, but if Lillard can... I mean, Lillard's having an insane year as well. It's not that different. But I think that they're could be a case for Lillard this year. Um, Big Dog, to you and then to Josh. I would say I like Jokic this year. If the Nuggets, if they get a top three or four, right? I don't think they're there yet, but They're like right around the Warriors. If they hover, if they get like a three or four spot and catch heat like they did in the playoffs last year and Jokic is going off like he's been going off, I like Jokic this year. Um, Josh. It's it's LeBron. Uh, I'm I'm sorry. It's the problem is is now he's already he's what age 36, leading the Lakers to a two seed, missing Ooh. AD for an extended amount. I'm just saying that this is this is the case for him. Well, he hasn't played without AD yet. We'll see how he does. It, well, exactly. But that's the thing is if he can maintain, um, like a again a top four seed is is all it needs because I think again he made voters feel stupid. Games. For Giannis being gone in the second round, I think, and LeBron still being the best player in the league and winning the title, 
I think people are going to try to make up for that. And they're going to, I just think he's got four MVPs. Jordan had five, I think as well. Uh, who somebody had six? I can't remember if it was Kareem or um, Kareem. it was a Kareem. Yeah, so I just think that LeBron should get to five. Just but how how dominant he's been. I, yeah. I'm just he's been the best player in the league for the last like ten years easily. So I and last mm. maybe last thirteen maybe. No, thirteen's not true. Kobe was the but best player in the Kobe. league till like 2011, and then LeBron's had years of this. But I would say there's like two years where Durant was better than LeBron this run for sure it's and it's i'll go to my grave saying that i know i hate lebron and i know i people with that but i legitimately if durant didn't get hurt in the finals i think durant had overtake him in at that point and i think durant's gonna fucking win another one this year um but yeah i mean whatever i just hate i hate fucking lebron that's fair i, I mean his I listen him. he's he's having one of his worst seasons which is kind of going under the radar in the last like three or four all years. All anyone does is talk about how he's yeah. thirty-seven and he ages like fine wine. It's like, well, maybe he has a drinking problem. <laughs> but the th- again, the drugs. thing is, Jesus. without AD, and if he's playing, you know, thirty-eight minutes a night on top of that, and still leading the Lakers to a like a top it, defense and offense, it's. I feel like he doesn't like. I mean, he's he thirty. He's like, it's like the Tom Brady now because it's. I mean, he's still like the best player in the league, and it's year seventeen or eighteen, whatever 18. it is now. Seems eighteen, like Jesus. A lot of uh, players. But I don't know if it, like AD's out for like eight weeks, and it's like I don't know if he wants to carry the team and play thirty-seven minutes a night, one hundred and twenty percent, because it's like you he got, he's still going to have to though. save himself for the playoffs. So I think does it really count be, as an MVP if it's a shortened season? <laughs> That's what I would right. say. Same thing right, with the Astros on last year's title. Unless Curry wins it, right? <laughs> then then it's then it then it counts, right? On a shortened season. Well, I mean, and Giannis, Curry too. has no Clay Thompson, <laughs> so Jesus Christ, LeBron basically <laughs> has his agent rigging the motherfucking league to get his own clients and all these teams. It's freaking ridiculous. It's it's literally the beginning of like a 1984-esque NBA situation with this LeBron James introduced league. And another quick thing, Draymond, I love you. One of my favorite players of all time. Stop sucking LeBron's dick on Twitter. Stop tweeting about LeBron being good. What the fuck? You're driving dry- you like that? 10 times. He's, he's Kicked Draymond. him in the balls, right? Draymond went to the dark side a little. He's clutch sports with LeBron. And it's like, holy shit. First of all, LeBron deserved to get kicked in the nuts because he fucking teabagged Draymond. And that's the only reason the Warriors blow a 3-1 lead is because LeBron had it fixed to get the ref. So Draymond got suspended. Bogut gets hurt. It is horseshit. Harrison Barnes literally, I think I would have been better in that series. And the fact that they go 3-1 is when I'm better than Jordan. LeBron, 6 and oh, six titles, zero losses. Michael Jordan will always be better than you. I mean, Jesus, it's fucking ridiculous. The dude has lost more finals than he has won. And we're just going to act like, oh, no, I, I legitimately got into an argument with someone where I was like, would you rather go six and oh, or four, four and six. six in the finals? And it was like, oh, I'd rather go 10. It's like, okay, well, so you're saying you'd rather have. You'd rather have two, two less, less and lose six. That's an idiot. I you're mean, an idiot it, if you say that. I'd rather be I'd rather be flawless in the biggest stage and have two more ranks. I mean, and it's also like what's incredibly entertaining about all this shit is all these fucking keyboard warriors on Twitter, um, bruh. Like they they look back at old NBA players and legitimately think like Larry Bird was a bum. 
Like, oh my god, he beat Gary Payton. Who's that? Oh, Charles Barkley. Like, what are we talking about here? It's just ridiculous. It is uh, a malpractice. It's basically it like Brian. It's he like saying, jail. you know, he who probably like Ken Griffey Jr. probably couldn't hit a baseball today. I bet Barry Bonds couldn't figure out how to hit a baseball today. Greg yeah, Maddox, like, Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez couldn't pitch today. Well, you don't think Wrong. like fucking Jerry Rice would dominate this NFL oh with the fucking God. way he There's anomalies in every decade, you morons. Fucking moron. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. The the thing, too, of why people say LeBron is the GOAT is they're just like, oh, my God, longevity. It's never been done before. And it's like, have you heard of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Like, it, it literally has been done. And it's like, oh, LeBron changes the game. Blah, blah, blah. They banned dunking in college when Kareem was there because he was so good. Think about that. They banned dunking. I mean, kind of fucked up. Kind of fucked up. Pick on the tall guy, you know? Yeah, it's tough. Um, so, yeah, that's my rant there. Um, Way to go, around. Josh. Way to go. Yeah, no no bleeps, at least, that rant. There so will be no those, bleeps. No bleeps. I, I don't, don't want to edit that. Not at 2 p.m. Uh, cleaned up. Yeah, yeah, yeah don't do that. Good. Yeah. Hi, just, he just really grinds my gears. Um, I understand. Ne- I understand completely. Next uh, for, topic. For the record, oh, sorry, sorry, just real quick. Uh, Curry's probably maybe number two number two or number three for me too behind again i think if he can get up to yeah like a top don't try and make up for it now i'm just saying it's lebron it's (laughs) still it's still lebron for me but but yeah i mean lebron uh Jokic and Embiid. i think curry are my top what's that four players yeah Mm -hmm. so um okay next question uh this is kind of piggybacking off what the two of you have mentioned throughout this podcast, you guys seem to be convinced that the three title contenders are Brooklyn and the two L.A. teams. Um, well, the best team in basketball right now, now, guys, for a long time has been the freaking Utah Jazz. And not only are they kicking everyone's ass normally, but they're also kicking the spread's ass. One of the best teams to bet against the spread. I believe they're like 9-1 or something crazy, like 18-2 and two against the spread. Yeah, something. the one of the games they lost was the game Jokic went off for 47, mm-hmm. and the Nuggets shot like 60% from three. So, I mean, it's still somewhat of an anomaly anyways. The, than that the game. Jazz are – it's um it's really beautiful what they're doing. The Conley edition took a while last year, but it's really seeing it bear its fruits. Donovan Mitchell, not only has he been a great scorer this year, he's kind of taking a step back actually because he's been facilitating more, which is definitely what you want to see. And Rudy Gobert, I give him a lot of shit. The dude has been awesome this year. He's been awesome defensively. He's been awesome in setting screens and diving to the rim. I mean, their whole offense is predicated around him. Um, it just seems like they're a very deep team. They got a lot of guys who can contribute. Jordan Clarkson's great off the bench. I say all this to say, can the Utah Jazz win the NBA Finals? God, Josh. no. Me first? Uh, yeah. I we, Well, we heard Andrew's answer. Andrew said, yeah. God, no. God, no. They just remind me of the Bucks because you know who was like the best regular season team the past two or three years and kicked everyone's ass and won by 15 points a game when you look at all the stats? The Bucks did the past three years, and look at how well they did. It's mm-hmm. – no. They won't win. Okay. Josh? I mean, they have the ability to this year. Um, potentially, they could have they, – they have potentially an easy path to the final if everything stays the same as it is right now where they don't have to play an L.A. team until the conference finals, and that – might not even be the Lakers with maybe a fully healthy AD. Clippers could implode again. Who knows? However, I mean, there's going to be some feisty 
like eight seeds potentially that could be you know the Mavericks or the Trailblazers potentially but I mean Phoenix doesn't really scare me if I'm if I'm uh Utah and then the Spurs don't either who are in the the sixth seed as well you got the Warriors. Portland might Por- Portland and the Warriors scare me for sure if, if I'm Utah like absolutely um and, and that's the thing is that in I mean I would say I, I Denver need- scares me a little too they could. I just think that true. I mean, Jokic still fucking destroyed Gobert. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really that was the thing I was so excited to see is what Embiid was gonna do against uh, uh, Gobert, and it wound up just Ben Simmons yeah. killing Gobert instead. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's the thing is those kind of games are are scary. I think if I'm if I'm Utah, is that that Ben Simmons still had one of the games of his life against Gobert, and he's supposed to be your defensive anchor. I think this is still a year too early, maybe two years too early for the Utah Jazz. It's still a prove it type thing, I think, for everyone around the league, and I think yep. that's why they're not, they're not a an a, a overwhelming favorite still. Yeah, see, they're a damn good they team are. right now. Yeah, we we just need to see it happen, and that's in the play. They can absolutely do. You know what? Golden State did did their jump in what was it twenty thirty fuck fifteen 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 sixteen yeah. yeah when they when they hired Steve Kerr and then they 15. went on this they were they were the best team in the league and they immediately made it to the finals. So maybe that's the jump we're seeing already. I don't know if Milwaukee's a fair comparison yet, Andrew. Just because, like they they've imploded already on themselves. Utah, I feel like hasn't done it at at a at a high level yet, where they've been the best team. By they blew far. a three one lead in the playoffs last year. They did. I'm gonna throw a lot of bubble performances out. They were they were losing Bogdanovich or yeah. they lost Bogdanovich. Uh, Gobert was still I don't think nearly as good as he was. And then also Donovan Mitchell's a year older now too. On top of that, uh, but and Conley's been way better than he has been. Uh, I, I still, yeah, I think the Clippers are they and Lakers similar are still to like the really good Hawks sixty win teams? You know, I mean, it's like I'm just saying, like those teams yeah, that are like Spurs, really vibes. good regular season teams, but they don't have Kawhi, LeBron, they never freaking win. You, it's superstars win in the NBA, and it's always down to three or four teams, in my opinion. And I, I'd say give it, give it some time. Donovan Mitchell's still in his fourth year, you know, mm-hmm. um, and he could. Immediate, he could absolutely emerge as that superstar easily. I think Gobert is who we think who he is right now. He's gonna stay like that for the next. He's prime Gobert. He's twenty nine thirty, I think. Conley, I don't know how many years he's got left in the tank, but there's absolutely a roadmap for them to be the best team on on the final team. But you're right. I think the talent is spread out, and Kawhi and LeBron could easily take over a series against mm-hmm. them. Yeah, is um, there? Bradley Beal trade rumor or something for the Jazz? Can the Jazz do anything? No, no, uh, not, not before really. the deadline. No, I, I don't see it. Um, they have two massive. I, plus, contracts. I think they're gonna they're gonna stay put. I think, and that's what you got to do when you're this good. You just got to see what you what you can do in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. All right, guys, let's take a little uh, uh, a different turn here to something else. I wanted to do really quickly. I was thinking about this the other day. What are your top three cartoons from Nickelodeon growing up? Like character or the show? Show. Show. Okay. Um, well, my favorite. You want me to go first? Yeah. You can go. Yeah. You start. <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender. It's All right. Great choice. Show. Great choice. I think that that's number one for me, too. It is that's so good. good. It's like a kid drama war show it's awesome so good so it's 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 my number two actually but it's still still there yeah i've i've spongebob as my number one it's it's just so fucking it's so fucking classic is the thing it's still funny still holds up however Mm. i don't know if you're including the whole fucking show like i bet probably after like 2000 
seven or eight four even maybe like it's it's the drop off is probably ridiculous so i can't really speak on that but i just know like the first three or four years uh seasons are are just fucking timeless that's like prime television right there prime cartoons the best it's gonna get and that if we're counting that then i spongebob's gotta be number one okay at two i got i got danny phantom great fucking fucking love danny phantom it's my number three wonderful three I loved yeah. Danny Phantom. He was just like, I don't know, just so. I cool. wanted to be him so bad. I wanted. Yeah. <laughs> I like wanted. I was like, how does this guy go into it? I wanted My, to be that guy it, so bad. You know how like platinum blonde hair has become like a big thing, I guess, over the last like five or six years. It's Danny sure. Phantom. It's, it's Danny, Danny Phantom's Phantom. hair. You're it's right. It's Danny Phantom. Is <laughs> really what it is. Legend, legend. Andrew, who you got it too? I have two. I have Rocket Power. I love uh, Rocket Power. Also great choice. Great show. And it took place in the Buda Beach, so it's cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a shout out. Uh, Josh, who do you got at three? Um, I actually have Fairly Odd Parents. I have Danny Phantom at four, though. But I, I just Fairly Odd Parents. I think maybe that was. I think I might have watched the show a little bit more than SpongeBob. Honestly, I just felt like I had that on constantly. Yeah, so I, that's my three. Great. Yeah, I love Fairly Odd Parents. I'd have SpongeBob at four, and then. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones that I'm forgetting. Jimmy, like, Neutron. Jimmy Neutron, Jimmy Rugrats Neutron was great. Also, Rugrats. Rugrats is in my top five for sure too. I think that's I should I think that's four actually. Mm-hmm. The Danny yeah, did the days with Nickelodeon? It was like you got Drake and Josh, Danny Phantom, Drake and Josh. Oh, does Drake and Josh count? Then no, it, no, it's no. not a cartoon. Okay, that would okay. win. That would be number one. Yeah, that, that's because fuck, dude. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Okay, let's go into our next segment here. We're gonna do one of these a week. Um, send in questions listeners if you want to see us talk about them it's a would you rather of the week um would you rather be able to talk to animals or speak every language josh uh speak every language i i because you're saying you're the only person in the world that can talk to animals who fucking cares i mean honestly if i'm being honest Okay, let me I, jump I just, in. Whoa, this, is, Josh. this is the easiest. You, I thought you. I would thought for sure so we were gonna agree to on this. Fuck people. Yeah. Why would I want to talk to like? I don't know. Maybe it's fucked up. I'd fuck that. I don't want to talk to people. People like, I talk to. I can. I know how to talk to everyone. You know, there's a thing called Google Translate. If I could fucking talk with my dog, I'll be. That's just. That's elite, all you need. Elite. That's elite. Elite. And I got to mention this before you go, Big Dog, because uh, I was talking to Marley, uh, the the artist behind the pineapple couch. Um, and she was saying, like, I, I don't know if I want to talk to animals because then it's like, what if I talk to a pig and then I have to eat a pig? He's like saying, I'm not. But it's like, okay, first of all, when are you ever going to eat a pig that you see? And <laughs> don't talk don't, about that. Yeah. And I, it's like, you're not going to eat dogs. So it's like, I don't know. I, I would way rather talk to animals. I would way rather talk to animals to save it because I thought fuck people is the first thing. It's like he, there's like nine people I like talking to. Yeah. Well, I would rather talk to animals. I mean, dude, why wouldn't awesome. you want to talk to animals? It would be awesome, Josh. Ask an yeah, octopus the- a question. Go to the aquarium and just see what they're all thinking. Like you I just feel like animals could just be just as much as assholes as people. Oh, they uh, and, probably and, are. Cause, probably but yeah. at least they're like fish can't shoot a gun like, though can't shoot. <laughs> well i've I seen this video that... where like the people hand the like monkey or something the monkey at ak-47 and starts shooting at them and then he serious? lifts it up and walks off like he won it was just a complete power move by the monkey jesus christ jesus um shit. 
I just think it'd be more useful to, to be able to speak every language, I, I think, is, is a lot of it. Like, you could travel anywhere, go anywhere you want. So many job opportunities, trip? too. <laughs> Andrew and I are very comfortable here in the U.S. of A, baby. <laughs> we like animals. I want to talk to livestock. Watch football and talk to our dogs. <laughs> but I, I, no, I, th- I think that'd be I think it'd be fascinating to, to just talk to any culture if you like, wanted to. What the fuck do they think? Kind of, we can yeah, kind of I, assume I, what a people, so what a person thinks, but it's like, I wonder like, if that would just wear off, like that, that, that immediate, like, like, yeah, I wonder what they're thinking about, and then what if they're just like food? Like they food, literally food. just eat grass and like walk all day. Like, what else do they think about? They yeah, have to if be I having could get my dog's head. It would be the funniest. Like my <laughs> dog's a psychopath. It'd be hilarious. Boogie's got some conspiracies. I'm sure. Oh. You know? Boogie definitely has some conspiracies. Uh, Speaking of dogs, gentlemen, I got one last story for you before we wrap up. Um, This was in the news because a rich guy from Tennessee, he um, didn't leave any money in his will for his uh, kids or family, whoever was left. I'm not exactly sure. But in an ultimate baller, badass move, he leaves five mil for his freaking dog in his will. (laughs) So and I guess I that guy. Say, I'm just gonna say, if this happened, I gotta just assume that his family must have sucked so much <laughs> that he was just like, "Fuck it, I'm giving it to the dog." That's gotta be what it is, right? That, or he, he would... sucked, or maybe true, is the true. potential. Well, maybe yeah. they all just suck, and the dog was they just could like chiller. Yeah, maybe he talked to this dog about this, and then you know, <laughs> maybe he. Was, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I think he would rather talk to his dog than these people, and they had a meeting and he gave it to him the dog probably invested in dogecoin (laughs) (laughs) see i you know i kind of i wonder about the legality of this though because i i'm sure the family's going to try to sue for this i i just feel like this won't stand can't they just like go to the dog's house and just like take the briefcase full of money like how does the dog dog have a bank now I have is no the dog idea. Separated from like, is the is it just like his dog? Like, Maybe he has a butler. It, the dog. That'd be so funny <laughs> if like the dog like lived with the rest of the family and just didn't share any of the money. <laughs> just still like made him pick up his shit and all that stuff. Um, that'd be great. Uh, all right, boys. Any closing thoughts here before we uh, take a break and then Peter Gonzalez joins the program to talk some Wandavision. Pitchers and catchers report today. So baseball, we're right around the corner. Nice. Uh, I'm six and four in NBA bets. Got yeah. What's your play night. today? Um, let's well, let's figure it out live, gentlemen. I'll pull up Bavada here. This will be live, folks. We're recording are you, are you this doing on an over under. You've been liking been, the over unders. I've been liking the over unders. Um, let me look at the board right now. Uh, ooh, we got oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got quite a night of games here. Oh, yeah. Um, Clippers Jazz tonight, by the way. Yeah. What's that line? Clippers the Clippers are underdog, I'm taking it. Uh, Jazz are minus four. I'm taking the Clippers. You're taking the Clippers? Right, However, yeah. he, Kawhi, he, Warriors. Kawhi and Paul George's game time decision. Oh, that's the worst. Way. I and, hate and them. Yeah. yeah Why is so, everyone game sucks. time decision for every game ever now? The it's, theory is that they were sitting Kawhi for four of these just, Utah games, though. So. So okay, I'm gonna plays. take my. I'm gonna do two plays today. I'm gonna go take the over in the Knicks Magic game over 209 points, and then give me the 
Golden State Warriors minus one versus the Miami Heat. Oh yeah, that's that's that. I would go with that one actually. I like Miami's that. Miami's been been terrible lately. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I like Golden State in that one. So I like those two games. But folks, hell of a board tonight. Hell of a board. Wait. Oh, okay. Sorry, I just misread something. Um, you saw the yeah. Miami game at the end. The the Sacramento yeah. one. Yeah. I was like, wait, yeah. they play twice tonight? No, but that's yeah. tomorrow. Um. So yeah, give me the the Knicks Magic over two oh nine and a half. And give me the Warriors minus one. You can check out all those picks at Rob Stark. We can follow Andrew. Where can they find you on Twitter? So and Instagram. It's Andrew Radcliffe, R A D C L, the number one F F E. All right, it's and you need to uh, clean up your handle, Josh. Where can we find you? <laughs> so many Andrew Radcliffe out there. Josh. I'm just see. I'm just at Josh Bilker. It's great. Mm-hmm. And you can find me Wonderful. at Brian Robbins on Instagram, at Rob Stark on Twitter. You can find the Pineapple Couch on Instagram and Twitter as well. And you can also check us out on YouTube. Um, Stay tuned, though, folks. Peter Gonzalez, great friend of the program, is going to join. Spoiler, 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 spoiler alert. If you're not caught up on WandaVision, this is your first and last warning. Actually, I'll give you another spoiler, spoiler. This is going to happen after the music. Um, We're going to be talking some WandaVision. So stay tuned. Josh, have a great rest of your day. Andrew, God bless. We'll see you guys in a week. All right, welcome back on to the Pineapple Couch. This is episode 81, and I have a real treat for you folks. We're joined by a friend of the program. It's been way too long, but we're going to be talking some WandaVision. It's Peter Gonzalez. Peter, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, thank you. It's good to be back. It's great to have you back, and um, we were just talking before the show that uh, basically we're be- going to be getting Marvel content of some sort every week of the year, maybe minus like a week in between shows. So we'll be hearing a lot more from Peter, hopefully, if he'll join us, and we'll just be talking Marvel all year. I can't wait. Awesome. I look forward to it. Perfect. Um, let's get into WandaVision. I have a question right off the top of the bat for you before we go into what happened in Episode 6. How, so I guess basic question is, do you like the show and has it met your expectations, gone above it, below? What do you think? I think it's definitely um, gone above my expectations. I definitely, when the episode sort of started with this whole idea of homages to classic sitcoms, I was like, this is interesting. It's definitely not what I expected to happen for Wanda and Vision, who are just so polar opposite to these perfect worlds of television from the past but to see it sort of come together week by week which really makes the show work i think if it all came out like here's all the episodes in one day it would lose what it has right now which keeps you guessing and really re-watching each episode so i think the show has really exceeded my expectations for what marvel can do yeah you touched on something really important there is a releasing it week to week allows people like us and others to speculate and talk about it so it's not like if it all came out in one day i mean yeah for the next like week or so people will be talking about the show but if you're allowed to talk about it week by week by week and the slow burn that they have set up i'll just it has gone way above my expectations i didn't think it was going to be bad because anything that kevin feige and marvel do is pretty much great but I mean, let's be honest, Vision and Wanda of most of all the Avengers characters got the least character development 
throughout the Infinity Saga. So I was curious to see how they would do leading a show. And holy crap, Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, each of them, like 15 out of 10 performance. It's unbelievable, wouldn't you say? Oh, 100%. Just to see the range and nuances, whether it's the way they talk, whether it's the lack of accent, which Mm -hmm. is purposeful. It's not just like, oh, we've got rid of the accent. It's like, there's a reason you're not hearing it right now. To the development of their powers. Like, I love the conversation in one of the episodes where they talked about that Wanda could have taken out Thanos if she needed to, which was such a, for a lot of fans, when you're watching the movie, you're like, that totally could have happened if she had Mm -hmm. him. So just to see through each episode the range of her own power growing is mm-hmm. just, it's way more than I even expected. And to see it on a show, not in a movie setting, it's like in a show, you're still able to see that high quality of effects mm-hmm. and just the, where Disney can go with this. Yeah, um, Marvel, I mean, also Disney Plus had success with The Mandalorian, but these shows that they're going to be doing on Disney Plus, I really think is like the future of television. In the way that you're dumping these giant movie-style budgets to these TV shows. Similar to in the past how we saw a show like Game of Thrones do that. But Marvel's taking their stab at it now. And I think what we're going to find, and I think both of us are down for this, is that these TV shows are critical to understanding the MCU. You can't just like not watch these and watch the movies. You're going to be missing some things. So I like that. Another thing, though, with Elizabeth Olsen, I think she should get an Emmy. For this or whatever the one is for TV. Is it an Emmy? It is an Emmy. Okay. Um, Because the way she can go from like the 70s or 80s. Super nice like American. Like the archetype of American housewife type. And she can just snap like that. And she's the Scarlet Witch and is pissed off. I've really liked that those scenes. I mean I think we specifically saw that with Monica Rambeau. In episode 3 or 4. If I'm remembering correctly. But um. Yeah, I think she's been tremendous. Uh, So let's talk about episode six before we get to some bigger picture stuff here, Peter. So this is the Halloween episode. Um, The the opening sequence, the lyrics are very disturbing, basically, of how just to keep enjoying the show. I don't have them directly in front of me, but I remember them being very creepy. And this is obviously this whole uh, style, I guess, of the intro is an homage to Malcolm in the Middle. Um, very similar to that. Um, and so it starts with the kids are actually talking to the camera, similar to Malcolm from Malcolm in the middle. Um, and they're talking about how mom and dad vision and Wanda have been weird since uncle Pietro got here. And this is obviously building from the last couple episodes of the tension between vision and Wanda. So things are still not great. Um, Pietro in the opening credits, this is just a little side note that I noticed, um, did you notice how it said Pietro Maximoff as himself and it didn't say that for any other person in the intro? Yeah, I definitely That's weird. That. That's weird. There's all these, we'll get to this, this stuff of how Pietro is kind of weird, but that's one of the things. Um, so best part of this episode for me would be it's Halloween, obviously. So we get the OG comic book vision and Scarlet, Witch costumes, as well as Quicksilver, um, which are just, it was just really awesome to see that because the Scarlet Witch um, has such a, like an iconic costume in the comic books. And it is one of those comics book costumes that you're like, I don't know if we can really translate this and have it seem realistic. 
But doing it for the Halloween episode, I thought that was great. I hope they try to keep it around some way. Um, and so we're we're getting ready for Halloween, right? Vision tells Wanda he's going to go with the neighborhood watch because there's crime. And Wanda's not happy about this, but he goes anyway. And Pietro is going to take the father figure role and go trick-or-treating with the kids. Um, and Peter, one thing I noticed throughout this, because I'm not going to go with the play-by-play of them going trick-or-treating. They go trick-or-treating. Pietro calls the kids Demon Spawn. Just a weird thing to say with knowing the backstory to all this. But, Peter, did you notice how there was multiple conversations Wanda and Pietro had where Wanda would be like, I don't remember it like that. Or I, she was clearly testing his memory. So, so I can stop talking. I'm going to ask you, Peter, what are your, what vibes do you get from Pietro here? We trust in him. Why is he the one from the X-Men? What is going on? There's so much to go with that. Like, when he came out on the screen, when they, when they had that ending where he shows up at the front door, I was like, part of me was stoked because I appreciated a few of the X-Men movies, particularly his and his way he played yeah. the role. I, so I was like, is this going to lead into the whole multiverse of madness mm-hmm. that's been teased since they announced Phase 4, which could potentially lead to Spider-Man and Doctor Strange? So part of me wants to believe that. When he, the one thing that stood out to me is when he told her that he just kind of showed up, that he was doing his own thing, and then he showed up here. So it makes me wonder if either A, she, through some form of what she's channeling, was able to bring this version. She just reached out for a Pietro version yeah. to bring him here. Or if it's working for going along the whole Mephisto, Agatha, Agatha Harkness, are they pulling the strings and they were like, Vision's almost kind of figuring this out. Let's mix everything up by pulling this Quicksilver into this universe Mm -hmm. and just plop him here to figure out what's going on and mess with things. But what did throw me was when he showed up dead. When she looked at him and he was like dead. Because technically his version isn't dead. Yeah, that's... Yeah, you're 100% right. And he also has weird memories that it's like, how does he know all this stuff? You know what I mean? So I saw a theory that I like. So Doctor Strange 2, the main villain, was supposed to be Nightmare. I'm not sure if they're going to continue to do that. But basically what Nightmare does is he's like this bad guy who feeds off people being scared. And he can only access them when they're dreaming. So a theory I saw was basically that. Because if you in this episode they show how Vision goes further out away in the bubble, away from Wanda, the human or the people there are like barely moving, like on some weird loop. So you could make the argument that Wanda is being controlled maybe by Nightmare and has all these people in this hex who are basically because she's controlling them asleep. And if you remember when Vision woke up Norm, he was like terrified. So it could be that Nightmare's controlling Wanda to feed off all the fear of the people in this town. I think that's that that could be something. And um I don't know, but it also could be Mephisto. It could be there's they could be combining Nightmare and Mephisto and Agatha Harkness kind of all into one character. You know what I mean? Um what do you think of the, that nightmare possibility? I think that's definitely an interesting way to go with it. The only thing that throws me the one thing that always stood out to me when he woke up Norm was the uh, She's controlling us, but he can't remember if it's a she. 
And it's like, obviously, we're supposed to think, oh, it's Wanda. But what if it is not Wanda that's doing this? Or even if she... W- I honestly feel there's a lot of manipulation into play with this. Oh, yeah. Because even when we saw the images of um, Vision being stolen, I feel like there's... I don't I thought think that it's footage was her. doctored a little bit. Yeah, I don't think it's... I don't think it's what they want us to believe that she's the villain. I think for a good chunk of the episodes, I was like, maybe she's the one responsible for a lot of this. But now this whole idea, as we said, when they're going out closer to the outskirts of town, everyone's kind of afraid and just, and what also stood out to me was that Agnes, Agnes' interaction with Vision didn't ring the same as Norm's interaction. Not at all. Like it definitely seemed more like she was faking that she was like in and out of it. It didn't seem the same mm-hmm. way. It's just convenient too, because uh, we'll get, we'll get to, we'll just all quickly go to this. Vision tries to break out of the hex in this episode. And so he goes, far away as he can and right when he's basically on the edge of course agnes is sitting there and think about what agnes's role has been on this series basically she's there for wanda whenever she needs anything and so just by chance vision finally is escaping or going out and she's sitting there i think that um i think you're right with what you were saying about norm saying she and we're supposed to assume it's wanda i mean i think it's agnes probably or a mix of both um, and so let's get into this, Peter. When Vision is trying to break out of the hex, um, all the sword agents and Hayward come up and see him. They got the guns on him. And as he breaks out of the hex, he's being pulled back in. But quickly, his body just starts deteriorating and basically like crumbling, kind of like the snap, but a little different. Um, what was weird is that the Mind Stone looked like it was there. And I thought the Mind Stone was destroyed. Um, so, Peter, are we accepting the fact that if Vision leaves this bubble, he dies? I think so. I think what really speaks to that is when the dog died. When the dog died and Agnes expected wanted to bring it back to life. And she was like, you can't bring it back to life. Which made me wonder that Agnes doesn't even fully know what Wanda can do. Because she thought Wanda was going to bring the dog back to life. But Wanda was like, I can't. So in a it, sense, a lot of this is Wanda's creation within the Hex. But once you leave, it can't come back. Unless now we talk about the fact that now that he's gone through the the whole mm-hmm. Hex thing, is that going to now alter the when he comes back into the Hex? Similar to how Monica's DNA was altered. By yeah, going you know, like through. lose his mind. Or lose not lose his mind, like lose everything he knew when he goes back in. And like, or is it gonna the hex energy gonna somehow power him? I, there's so many questions here, Peter. It and it's why this show I think is so great, and so many people are so into it is because you can literally talk about it for hours and hours and hours and have no idea what the hell is going on. <laughs> um, perfectly perfect description of the show. Yeah, and so another thing we should touch on that happened in this episode is our. Badass, funny trio that I'm enjoying outside the bubble of Monica Rambeau, Darcy, Dr. Darcy, and my guy Jimmy Wu. Um, They basically get kicked out by Hayward um, for talking up against him. And, I mean, Hayward gives off every bad guy vibe of all time of just, like, not only does he seem like a bad guy, he seems just, like, kind of, for lack of a better word, a douche. And um, so he kicks them all off the compound, and then Jimmy Wu... And Monica Rambeau go super like street fighter on some sword agents and take them out. 
and then they go into this trailer where they can access some information via Darcy on some computer. And what they come to find is that Hayward has a look into the bubble, and he has not shared this with any of them. So, one, we don't know how long Hayward has had this look into the bubble, and maybe that he this is an experiment of some sort for him. Um, and I, I bring this all up, Peter, to ask this question of, so what do we think Hayward was doing with Vision's body in that five? Because think about it. It's not just like the two weeks after Endgame he had it. He had it for five years, the whole blip. I am of the mind that he is basically after Endgame and the blip, all that stuff. He is kind of, it's just like, he's going to go overreact to try to protect the earth in a way and not trust superheroes. He's definitely not going to trust mutants. They're setting that up too. I think he's trying to build Ultron. I think he's trying to build an Ultron with vision because of what happened and how the, the superheroes, yeah, they eventually took care of it, but earth was just kind of a sitting duck. I think he was trying to build Ultron. What do you think of that? I definitely, I can see that. I like that. I, I think I really like the way that's going. And it kind of, Hayward gives me um, striker vibes from X-Men. Oh, yeah. Like, definitely, like, you know, heroes bad. Like, you were saying heroes are bad. So a lot of what he, a lot of what kind of feeds into that is when he was telling Monica how the world changed, you know, you weren't here, all these things. And it is, I can, yeah, I can go with that theory because he is trying to, like, again, overcorrect. Which is early, which is obviously why how Tony ended up creating everything to begin with in Age mm-hmm. of Ultron. I also, so I do think he is gonna become one of those. He's supposed to be a good guy, ends up becoming like a General Ross type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it goes down. But I also feel like they can't retread that same yeah. plotline either. So there's gonna be something different in a mm-hmm. sense. So I think he has a closer connection to everything than he lets on. Also. Yep, I think I think you're right there. I mean, there's been a lot of theories that he could possibly be like Mephisto or Nightmare. I don't know if I subscribe to that. One thing, again, on what he could have been doing with Vision's body that I was thinking of is maybe because they've already done Ultron, they're not thinking about it. And because now that uh, Marvel can use the X-Men in these movies, what if basically Hayward was cre- is like has started like the creation of the Sentinels from the X-Men? the big giant robots that are created to hunt down the X-Men that I think could be interesting for the future of the MCU. But again, there are so many freaking questions. There are so many questions. Um, Let's get to this next question. I'll let you lead off on this. Who is Monica going to go meet? Who is this aerospace engineer that can build this crazy shuttle to get her in and out? This could be so many people. It could be no one at all. Or it could be the biggest thing in the world. So the floor is yours, Peter. So for me, what stands a couple of things lead to answer this question. What stood out to me is that in, in an interview, Elizabeth Olsen said that there's still a reveal that essentially is of the same magnitude of the reveal that happened in the Mandalorian final episode. If you've seen that, you know, there was a mm-hmm. massive reveal. Yep. So and my hope, because I really want the Fantastic Four to finally make it and be done right. I want it to be read. I want it to be read Richards. I need. I want that connection to kind of bring it home. 
I that think would be that it could crazy. be done so well. And what I if think freaking John Krasinski place. shows up. Yeah, that's. I mean, I feel like there's. It could. I think a tie. It could be tied in the Office style with the whole TV episodes. I think it could really work. And I think maybe oh it won't my happen. God, I, I didn't think, even think of that. That is so good. Because there is an episode where she's talking to the camera mm-hmm. in the promos. You know, we see that she's talking. So I feel like that it could happen. I want it to happen. Because I feel like it's cool to have X Men and everything, but I want specifically Fantastic Four. Yeah, I think that would be such a win. Yeah, it hasn't. I mean, which is also kind of great because otherwise, would never have had Chris Evans as Captain America, which Mm kind of sets the tone for the whole. Yeah. So that's my hope. My hope is exactly John Krasinski come in. That that is my hope as well. I mean. We talked earlier about how Marvel is establishing that to understand the MCU, you need to not just only watch the movies, but the TV shows. If they freaking reveal Mr. Fantastic John Krasinski in WandaVision, oh, I'm not saying like nothing demeaning to WandaVision, but that would be giant. That would break the internet if he shows up. Um, and I think Let, it also goes to that. It, it again makes the t- the show incredibly integral to the whole MCU. You can't not watch them anymore because I yeah. think Agents of Shield wanted to have this kind of same required viewing to go along, mm-hmm. but along the lines it got lost. Yeah. And so, but this is definitely fully saying if you want to be able to understand the movies, you need to be watching this. Wow, that that's a good great start. I have an I've got a couple more theories. I. So I want it to be Reed Richards, too. I will say that now. But a couple other people it could be. Um, one person I was thinking, and this, though, is tough because we're assuming, or no. I think it could be a young Hank McCoy, Beast, mm-hmm. from the X-Men. That. Maybe going into the bubble causes him to obviously become like a blue furry animal. I don't know. That would be, that would be surprising. And the other one is Doctor Doom. Vincent Von Doom mm-hmm. coming in. He is maybe he hasn't gone evil yet. Um, he's already True. been kind of referenced in this show when they're talking about the kid with the scars on his face in Sokovia, which might be around Latveria. That's a giant stretch. The one thing though, Peter, that I do want to say, we could be incredibly let down. This could be no one. This could just be like <laughs> Joe true. Schmo, and which would be fine. It would yeah. be fine. But I think. I don't think they brought it up so many times. Like, I don't know. Haven't, don't you feel like we've heard about this aerospace engineer like three or four times in the show? Yeah. And it's like, they're making a point. You can't. It's yeah. You have, it has to lead to somewhere. And even if it leads to someone that we've never seen before and have no idea who it is, it's going to lead to something that's going to be tied, either have bigger implications than just mm-hmm. maybe it's one of the Eternals. I mean, I would be, that would could tie to the Eternals. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of them are, but I, I don't I feel like it has to lead to be some kind of massive reveal because I feel like Doctor Strange coming in is going to be a given because it has mm-hmm. to tie in to the uh, yes. Spider-Man and it has to tie in into um, his movie and Wanda's movie. But um, I, yeah, I, I got to put if I was betting, I would bet that the what's going to be reading the Fantastic Four is going to start to come in. That would be so freaking wild. That would be so freaking awesome. On a similar note, um. Let's say it's just Joe Schmo, right? And so we're still waiting for this big cameo. Do you think there's any chance, any chance, 
that we get a Michael Fassbender Magneto coming to the MCU to save his son who was brought here. Because I personally, if they do Magneto, Sir Ian McKellen was great. I want a young Magneto, and Michael Fassbender Magneto was so freaking good. Those movies had flaws, yes, but Michael Fassbender Magneto was amazing. Do you think there's any chance that happens? I think it's possible. I definitely think it's possible if we, especially if we're going into the whole multiverse realm, which really allows for things to sort of be rewritten and kind of redone. Yeah. I think it's possible. I think, yeah, because I, I mean, that those movies were tough. They also, they were all the actors that were in them were signed up to do the movies and kind of lost interest as they went. But I think mm-hmm. Marvel's the kind of platform that can re-entice actors to want to recommit to playing these roles. I definitely that's something that could happen. It mm-hmm. would definitely, again, it would open up the. It continues to open up the doors, which I think are is the purpose of this show. Mm-hmm. In an yeah, accessible well, way to say mm-hmm. other universes exist. So we'll go. This could be one of our last points here. Um, and this is a big point, so it'll take a bit, but like how you mentioned this, how do we how does this tie into the rest of phase four? So obviously we've talked a little bit about it opening the multiverse. So just to I'm gonna ask a question, I guess, here. Are we to presume that because that Wanda is going to break the multiverse at the end of this show? Because in Spider-Man Far From Home, that happens eight months after this show, J. Jonah Jameson from the Sam Raimi Spider-Mans is in it. That is, I think that is the multiverse crashing. Like, that is, that is that J. Jonah Jameson. So I am of the mind that, don't you think that we're going to see by the end of the show it, like, collide? Because isn't that how we would theoretically get Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield? Doesn't that all need to happen in this, not in Doctor Strange? Because Spider-Man comes out before? I don't know. What do you think? I think, yes. I think the last episode, I think, is going to be something that is going to have repercussions that are lasting and that are going to really, really set things up in ways that we can theorize but also can't even begin to imagine how they're going to set up. I think it's really interesting to kind of point out in line of the whole timeline that Falcon the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out before WandaVision. Mm-hmm. But now it's coming out after. So I'm curious to see where that falls into the timeline. Mm-hmm. I do think that if we are going to get the three Spider-Mans, which has been said yes and said no so many times back and forth, mm-hmm. I think it definitely has to start to happen here. Because otherwise, I think that Spider-Man 3 falls, falls the risk of becoming similar to the second Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie where it was just too much stuffed into one yeah. movie to set Unworthy. up worlds and then it didn't go anywhere. So yep. I Same thing with the Spider-Man ambition. 3 with Sam Raimi. Yeah. I mean, ambition is a great thing and I hear that this movie supposedly is super ambitious in what they're trying to do, but mm. I would hope that it's set up before we get to that movie. Yeah, and another thing just quickly on Spider-Man is that um... I do like as exciting as bringing in the other Spider-Man will be. I do think that Tom Holland's Peter Parker, like there is like before they come, there's a lot to wrap up in this trilogy of what he's been going through with the Mysterio. Obviously we think he might still be alive. There might be um, someone. I think that his identity was just revealed. Like, I think that there's, 
I think there's other stuff to wrap up in that trilogy before they move to the multiverse. So I'm worried about maybe that kind of messing with the story. But that's a tangent. Question to you. Do you think Wanda's hex, because at the end of this episode it expands, do you think it's going to take over the whole world? I don't think it would take over the whole world. I mean, I feel like, I mean, that's, I mean, that's a super grand ambitious scale. If they're going to take over the entire world, like what else so is would, that going to cause? Would that create mutants? That would be an interesting theory for them to kind of, if that's the way they introduce the mutants. I mean, I feel like if they don't want to keep retreading the same things that have been done before, I think that's a super unique way to do it, especially if Monica's any indication that that's where that could lead. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. sort of sets things off. I, like, yeah, I uh, I want to say that that's a, definitely a possibility. I feel like with, with Marvel, anything's a possibility. Yeah, that's true. And then, okay, well, let's end with this question. At the end of this show, going into Doctor Strange 2, is Wanda a villain or a hero? From, I want to see Wanda become the hero. I feel like this show's given her an arc that I think she's still sort of trapped in the grief. So I feel like we need to, I would rather it be a more triumphant ending than further in, I mean, further insanity. I feel mm-hmm. like we're sort of seeing that now. And I think the next three episodes will kind of further go into that, but I feel like it would make sense for her to, especially with the, with the Avengers roster being reshuffled. I think it makes sense for her to fully, become more of a hero than a villain i think i think you're right i'm torn on what i want to have happen because i do think that you're right about the arc of her becoming a hero and especially with how important i think she'll be going forward but if any studio has the guts to do something crazy it is this studio. if they were to make scarlet witch the big bad basically of this phase that would be insane and I don't think it's going to happen. But one thing if I've noticed throughout all this is Elizabeth Olsen would be so terrifying good at like kind of just being a villain. And if she's the true villain of maybe she's we don't know that she's maybe we think she's the true villain at the end of this. But then in Doctor Strange, too, we realize, oh, my God, someone was controlling her. But I don't think that they're going to leave such a giant cliffhanger. I think they're going to try and wrap up the show somewhat, wouldn't you think? I think it could go. It could go both ways, though. If you wrap the show, it has a more complete show. It ends more final ending. But if we really wanted to continue to launch into the cinematic sphere, then it definitely needs to have more of that little bit of an open ending. Here's a cliffhanger. This is why now you're going to want to get yourself mm-hmm. to a theater and see the movie as opposed to see it in your home because I really do feel like Marvel is sticking to their guns and saying we're not going to bring the big screen releases to streaming. We're really going to make sure they live. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're really going to stick to that. And if anyone can bring people back into the movie theaters, it's going to be Marvel. Yeah, no, that's, that's a hundred percent true. I mean, this show though, is just awesome. I'm loving every second of it. Um, And as I said earlier, Elizabeth Olsen, I'm not even saying this as a Marvel fan and fanboy elizabeth olsen should get a freaking emmy for this she really should and it's it's a shame that the show gets discounted slightly because it's a superhero show when Mm -hmm. the the level of talent in this is just to play multiple versions of the same character 
mm-hmm. and be able to slide in and out of those nuances is just that's talent. Yeah, and then not only I think she's obviously the the shining example, but Paul Bettany has been incredible. Catherine Hahn as Agnes has been incredible. Um, <coughs> Darcy, Jimmy Woo, and Monica Rambeau. We knew Jimmy and uh, Darcy before. I think Monica Rambeau has been a ten out of ten. I mean, I thought she did a great job in a sad way of kind of showing how fucked up it can be when the snap came back. Yeah, we assume that it's all good and all the heroes are back and you hear the birds. And in Spider-Man Far From Home, we laugh at the band coming back and crashing into the basketball courts. But I thought Monica did an incredible example earlier in the series. of She was at a hospital and the, the grief and the loss that happened to a lot of people because of this snap just because of the missed time. And so that's also just, I'm, I'm going, I'm talking a lot, but I also think that's why Monica or, or Wanda let her in the bubble is because she's going through maybe this, some type of grief like Wanda is. I think there's a tie to that. Somewhere. 100%. That makes, yeah, because the whole, Wanda's never processed fully all the loss that she's had. Like, she, she, lost, dude, she hasn't had time. It's, it's crazy if back you think to about back it. to back. Yeah. Yeah, you go from the like, funeral to this. Yeah, you go if like let's get Wanda in the MCU. Pietro dies. Awful. We go to the next movie she's in, Civil War, where she basically saves Captain America, but then accidentally blows up a building and it is responsible for the the Avengers having to sign the Sokovia Accords or whatever. So that's not good. She's already labeled like that, and then she's on the run. And then she finally finds Vision, who she can confide in, even though he's a robot. And then she is forced to kill him. And then she watches him come back to life and get murdered. And then she disappears for five years, comes back. Everyone's dead. And, like, if you think about it, who are the people in the Avengers she knew or was closer with? Natasha, Steve, Hawkeye. All gone, or I mean, Hawkeye's back with his family, but Black Widow and Captain America are gone. So I think she's, and this is like dealing with this, and then two weeks later, she's here. So it's just the whirlwind she's gone on. I don't think people fully appreciate because the snap, and you don't realize, like, hey, that snap was 10 seconds to her. Like, not five years. Am I making sense with that? Totally. And I also think a lot of the reason why, too, is because her and Vision were so small. I mean, not small screen time amount throughout the mm-hmm. movies leading up to this. But what you just said kind of sparked something. in. if we're thinking of level cam- giant cameos that could happen, if people that have reached her and have been able to talk to her, who's to say that Steve Rogers isn't going to show up in WandaVision to kind of be the voice of reason to bring her back? Would you think you're like old? Are we talking old man Steve? I don't think so. I would say, I I mean, if they're if they could go any which way. I mean, what I mean, yeah. That would be. If, I would lose my mind if Steve Rogers showed up. I mean, I would. I'd love the the theory that potentially we could get a show where he's returning the stones to the different places. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I would, that's I, a yeah. Hydra cap rumor. You know, I would. Or Bucky has to that, save him. You know, and the fact that there's even like a Wolverine Captain America team up potentially in the works, like that would be so that would be so good. The possibilities okay. are endless. Last question. Does Doctor Strange or Wanda put an end to the hex at the end of this season? Which one if you if you had to bet on which one will do it, who do you think will do it? 
if I'm looking at Wanda's journey, including everything we just talked about with the with the movies, I want to say she has to be the one to do it. I think unless we go to the cliffhanger where she's still mad when we get to Doctor Strange, too, mm-hmm. I think it has to be her that kind of he maybe he wakes her up and she, yeah. she has to be the one to end it, which she's fully capable of based on the growing capabilities of her powers. Well, and I keep saying last thing, but we keep getting, I keep being reminded of stuff. I think really what is going to define how the show is and how the show ends and how, what state of mind Wanda will be in is a simple question. Will her kids be alive or not? If she loses her kids, money in the bank, she's going to be the villain. If like that happens, like, I don't know. Think about what going through all that back to back, like, in the comics, that's what happens, and she loses her mind. So if the kids survive, which I think is a good chance because they're young Avengers and they might be building towards that, but if the kids don't, do you see what I mean? With yeah, if the kids don't, then it's like, that's honestly what more grief can you throw on one character, but like if they don't make it or if they're stolen from her... Well, we're assuming Vision's going to die too, I think, right? Yeah, that's the other thing, that Vision, Vision having to die again is just like, like how much can you throw on one character? I know. So my my worry of not worry or thing is like she could become the villain because they literally could set it up to where at, in the next three episodes she loses her two kids, she loses Vision, and she realizes her brother is that's not even her brother and it's someone messing with her. So, she, I mean, if she does lose her mind, I'm not blaming her. It's kind of like, holy yeah, and shit. it's just like, and it's honestly, if she ever does face off with whoever's manipulating her, they don't stand a chance. Like, once she realizes if she is being manipulated, that per, that first character is just done. Yeah. Like, uh, what that's hope why you have? I think there's a chance that Doctor Strange does, because I think he's theoretically the only person who's around, because I don't think Captain Marvel's around right now. I, I would say Doctor Strange is the one who could stop Wanda. I think he could. I think yeah. it wouldn't be easy, but I would go. I would take Doctor Strange versus Wanda if that, because of just, I don't know. We'll see. I could be completely wrong. She could kick his ass, and then Doctor Strange has to like rally in the multiverse of madness. Um, incredible show today, Peter. Um, I'm sure I will be texting you throughout the week and weekend about this episode. Um, can we count on having you back next week to be talking a uh, freaking episode seven? Yeah, let's do it. And I'm hopeful. I've heard the rumors that the episodes are going to be an hour long. Oh, like three. That would be insane if we I, have an I, hour, hour. Oh, my God. I can't even process. I, I have a hard time processing the episodes that are like 30 minutes. Like an hour long episode. It's like, let me rewatch it five times. to fully It's like, grasp it's, if we have a three hour movie left of this. Jesus. But I've also heard a rumor. There's a secret 10th episode. Like that there's a or like a sec one more episode that's not included based on, I guess, some of the credits or something that says that there's one, like, an extra episode that's not listed on Disney+. drop, like, two on The Last Night or something like that? A full movie? That would be... I mean, I'm... Whatever they want to give us, I'm here for it. Like, let's just go. Yeah. Wow. Well, Peter, always a pleasure. Um, Till next time, everybody. If you haven't watched WandaVision and you listened to this whole thing, that is interesting. And we hope we convinced you to go back and watch it. But uh, thank you, Peter. A pleasure as always. We'll talk to you next time. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. This has been the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob episode 81. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next time.
Thank you.